0: Hello, Kevin. Hi, I'm pretending to meet you and see you for the first time today. Um, We've been talking a while, but we realized we talked about, let's say, non-design topics for too long. And we don't want to have you, listener, go through all that just to get to the... I'm not going to say the good stuff, but the... the... It's
1: like the stuff that's going to be at the end is things for the real listeners. (laughs) You know, the ones who power through and are like ride or die... Like, you know, the layout ponchos. There are ponchos. <laughs> there are <Yeah>. ponchos. <laughs> if you get the reference, then... You-
0: if you don't know what that means, it's not for you. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. We love all of our listeners equally. We're trying to scoop everyone, but we're going to miss a couple of people with the last segment. So, you know, we're we're starting with the design stuff and then we'll, we'll get into the more personal topics uh, towards the end. Of-
0: Hi, Kevin Clark. It's been a while since we talked... But we can talk about that later, <clears throat> before timey-wimey. Um, how's it going? What's up? What's up in the world? What can we talk about? What did we miss? What did I miss? <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened?
1: Thanks. Thanks for rooting me for the entire evening. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's one topic... I apologize. I can't credit anyone on Twitter. Someone was talking about something on Twitter. <laughs> this is basically how like many as they do topics happen. Usually, I mean, what people do is they just like, they'll go and they'll retweet and it'll turn into a huge flame war. <laughs> what I do is I take a mental note of it <laughs> and then say, hey, you know, this is probably something we should talk on the podcast. And that topic is, the way that I sort of frame it is around not getting a job after you do an interview Mm -hmm. right so like when you do an interview for a job you're probably hoping that you're gonna get that job you're probably excited about potentially working in that problem space working with a certain set of people and then you go you do the interview and then turns out you know they write back to you or they have another conversation with you and they're like hey i'm sorry you know This is not the the right fit for us uh, at the moment, Uh, but thank you so much for either applying or, you know, for participating in in interviews. Uh, Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Um, Often see a lot of people, you know, taking that and feeling like, you know, I must have failed at something in your interview like probably this company thinks i'm not good enough for them or like you know sometimes you see like oh i've tried to apply at facebook and i've tried to apply at this place and this place and like look at me now like i've done a great thing on my own and like you know these companies didn't get the greatness of who i am as a person (laughs) but you know you can still make it you know these companies not recognizing how great i would be like those kinds of things like you yeah. know, you, I, I see both sides like of the like hey look at me i'm great doing well in these interviews or then i have people who like can feel bad like feel like it's a personal thing yeah. if they don't get that interview
0: kevin even before we dive into the topic because i feel like what we're gonna try to provide is uh maybe a perspective from someone on the inside that is maybe not directly, but or maybe indirectly rejecting the candidate. And hopefully we'll provide a perspective saying like, actually, it's definitely not because, <laughs> quote, you're not good enough. There's a million other reasons why you might have gotten the answer that you did. But even before we get to that, I have to say, being as a candidate on the other side, I still feel that way. Mm. Even knowing that it's not really the case. Or there's a 99.9% chance that that's not <laughs> actually the case. It still stings. I, I can't help myself to feel that way sometimes.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, I forget where, oh, I think I know where I, I read this. I'll try to f- dig up a, a link and put it in the show notes. I think it's someone's in a newsletter was saying a quote <laughs> that someone else has said. Pain is a lot of information rushing in. Wow. Basically. And so like, thought is such a great quote at so many levels. Like, right, like you uh, hit your toe on something, right, hurts, but it's like the information of like, hey, you just like, you know, smash your toe into something that you shouldn't. It's like that information is all coming in like very, very quickly so you could react. That same kind of thinking also applies to a lot of that feedback, right? Like of your, you're getting that response. It's giving you a lot of signals and a lot of information and it never feels great (laughs) like to to be getting that so like i think it's totally normal and i've a lot of times in my career, like, it can be feedback about anything, basically, is what I'm trying to say, right? Like, if you're showing a design to someone, and like, someone is like, mm, maybe maybe like, not the right direction. And they're like, oh, God, maybe I'm terrible. And I was never a good designer to begin with. Like, I've certainly felt that way many times, right? And they're like, oh, anything that I've done till now was total random luck. Like, I just managed to luck my way into having all these successes in my life but this one this is the one that proves that i was never good <laughs> in the first place Right, it like hits as a thing that you feel i've been found out vulnerable about and i think from what i feel like i've noticed over time is the things that hurt the most are the things that you feel insecure about right so yeah yeah it's
0: like validating your imposter syndrome
1: Right, exactly. So, like, someone's like, oh, you're ugly," and then you're like, "Oh no!" Like, that person might be right, and like, that only is like. But if you're if you're like, "I don't care," I probably am ugly. <laughs> and it's like it doesn't it doesn't hurt at all, right? It's like whatever, uh-huh. who cares? <laughs> so, uh, kind of like when when people on on Twitter try to explain to me what, how to do my job as a product designer, it's like, great, mm-hmm. thanks for that. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think it's totally normal and natural. Reaction to get, but the message that I kind of want to get out as someone like I don't to be quite transparent, don't have a ton of experiences uh, interviewing for jobs myself because I've been at the same company for eight years, right? And that's weird in in its own right. Um, But I've certainly done hundreds of interviews. (laughs) I've been behind the scenes on with so many different people, and I feel like I want to give some context to folks of like, hey, listen, there's so many reasons why, you know, an interview might fall through, that it might not work. Um It can be the role was filled internally, right? They didn't think they would at first. We opened the role and then, hey, actually turns out like there's someone inside the company who would be like the perfect for this role. And so company decides hey you know what it makes more sense to have that person that had context Uh, it can be maybe like the company you know in whatever company you're at like i certainly know in like bigger companies things can pivot quickly right and Mm -hmm. like maybe it's like hey turns out we just like did a change of plans we're pivoting and like we've started that interview where we were looking for a very specific set of skills and now we're going in a different direction and so we're not looking for that anymore.
0: Happens a lot.
1: It can be, hey, there were we actually got a lot of great candidates. We can't hire five people for this. We need to pick three, right? And there are two people that are going to be great, super talented people. We'd love to hire them. We can't hire them right now, right?
0: Or like they've had interviews earlier. Like weeks before you did and so they're like we're even more advanced in the pipeline and then yep. you are great but like this other person was also great and we've talked weeks prior and we kind of had to you know give them an offer
1: yeah it can be hey you know what like we're our role said it's like this is a product design role but I think we all know there's so many different kinds of product designers, right? So many different people with different backgrounds, different skill sets that they bring to the table. Maybe the problem that they're trying to solve is something that they're looking for very specific kind of experience or very specific kind of work. And so like you might be a really great product designer, but that's not really what they're looking for. So like maybe I don't know, like they're looking for like a, a great systems thinker for a project that like has basically not a lot of visual design work and then you're coming in and you're like, "Hey, I'm this great visual designer and I'm good at applying, you know, UX work and then translating that into a great UI, which is a super valuable skill." But they're kind of like, "You know what? That's not really what this role is about." And so they're going to favor candidates that have skill sets and experiences that match more of that does that mean you know you're not good at your job you're not good at you do absolutely not they're just trying to find what the best fit will be for the position and it's in a way it's good for you too like honestly like even if that means like you don't get the job oh yeah um because you're not gonna be in a role where you're unhappy that way right like people are not gonna try to like shape you into a thing you're not yeah,
0: I can give you a, an example for that actually from experience. I think this was my latest rejection. Um, I was still at Netlify, and I looked at Pitch, the company, you know. And so this is a couple of years ago. the The product was not out yet, but it looked super interesting, and it had a super fun 3D uh, illustrations on the website. It looked fun. So anyway, I applied for a role, and I had a series of interviews, and it was going well. And honestly, I it got to a point i felt confident like because i just with netlify i did something you know as a first designer kind of shaped the product into some kind of success or whatever and so i felt like you know i feel like i have the portfolio to back up my credentials kind of um and i think the interview went well and i was well prepared i think and anyway and in the end they rejected me because they said that they were looking for someone with a lot of experience on user research hmm. and to be fair i had like none at netlify we didn't have a user research team and uh, i certainly wasn't doing much i mean i did some but not at the scale that they were looking for um so you know there it is a rejection uh, for an interview that i thought went super well and i was kind of excited and it was just that's not what they were looking for. Yeah, exactly. That one didn't sting as much.
1: And honestly, like the best companies in these situations, like do provide people with some feedback or information. Yeah. Right. So, like, please, if any like people are in management or leadership companies, like, and are listening to this, please do provide, you know, the amount of context that you can. Um, obviously, like, sometimes like you don't want to get into a situation where you're sort of like going back and forth and arguing well you know like well i can do some research too and like then, you know as a candidate like don't argue with what the company is telling you but it is a great signal for people we try to provide feedback for anyone who asks um we like capture all these notes as part of the interview process so we can often give people good guidance on some of the things that either like just were outside of their control, but just like didn't happen to to work out for this role or um, things that they can work on. Um, there's also elements of this is like, you know, presentation sometimes like an, an interviewing that's like that's great. has nothing to do with your skills or like who you are. I mean, it happens Like say you have a bad day or it just, you know, you're nervous, like, you know, companies like Shopify, for example, like we try to have interviews that are either spread across multiple days or with multiple people to give you different chances. And like, we try to like make people feel very comfortable. We also like another thing that we try to do is we try sometimes to pivot people where, hey, you've applied for this position. We're talking to you. We're realizing, hey, maybe you're not the best fit for this role, but we have another role. That's open. That would be a good fit for you. So like we're trying to pivot people over to the right places, but it can sometimes be hard to manage, right? Like it's not always that you can like pivot people around. So like, yeah, so I I just want to tell everyone like, please, like don't feel bad if it's not working out. And generally what I tell people is, hey, it wasn't a fit for this role for right now, But, like, let's definitely stay in touch. Like, definitely interested in, like, seeing how you're growing. We're also evolving. Maybe this wasn't the right fit, wasn't the right moment in time. Let's check back in, you know, in six months, see where we're at, and see if there's opportunities for us to work together. Like, there's plenty of people that I can say, like, we've had to pass on, but I would, like, totally love to find a way to work with at one point. And so, like... Making sure that you kind of make that clear with people, I think is... Also
0: to offer some examples and experience to that point, I can think of, top of my head, like a handful of people that I've interviewed at other roles in the past and they ended up not getting the job because it was not the right role, the right person, the right time, whatever. And I still, like I so desperately like am on the lookout for an opportunity to work with these people. Same. Like I, I just have these go to like I feel so frustrated because like God damn it, this was not, it didn't work out like it wasn't the right time. But it doesn't mean like I know this might sound like bullshit from the company like oh yeah, but in the future if anything you know, if a new role opens up like no, this is real because you know there's real people behind these emails and stuff. Like this interview I just mentioned uh, this rejection at pitch. Couple months later, the CEO of Pitch started this other company, and he was like, "Oh yeah, but I remember that one guy. That was super list. That ended up working out." Mm. So I, I got that other job. Uh, another example: uh, Dabs, my wife, she uh, had an interview at this place uh, a couple months back, and it went well, and she did like a code challenge and all that stuff, and in the end, she got a rejection saying like it was not the right fit. Actually, they were looking for someone with like different level or whatever, but they loved her work and would be excited to work in the future blah 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 all the things are like yeah this is just a those (laughs) pre-written emails like yeah yeah thanks but guess what a couple months later they got a new round of funding uh they started hiring a lot more new teams new structure and they reached back it's like hey by the way you know, now we're ready. Now we have a role for you if, you, if you're if you still interested.
1: That's awesome. She,
0: yes, you're starting uh, in a couple of weeks.
1: That's great. So it's possible. Yeah, that's another <laughs> element. Like thinking about the, having the right mentorship in place. Like that's also something we talked a lot about, which is like not just, hey, is this person a fit for us? But are we a fit for them? Like can we provide the environment that they need to be successful and to grow? And then sometimes it's like, you know, if, like, we're talking about interns, for example, like, sometimes at moments on some of my teams, I've been, like, we're not in a place where we can have interns right now. Like, we're a new team. We've just, like, recently formed together. We're still trying to get, you know, get used to to working together, trying to, like, iron things out, figure out, like, we're in a very nebulous part of the, the product. It would be difficult for us to provide the kind of environment that we want to provide for interns. And it's better for us not to have, to have interns during those times. And so there's like, there's lots of these different factors that go behind the scenes. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with applying with, for a job multiple times. There's nothing wrong with staying in touch. There's nothing wrong with asking for feedback and seeing what you can do better next time or like differently or, you know, like it can also help you understand what kind of roles that you're looking for? All right, maybe you saw this research thing and then maybe you have been like, hey, you know, I want to be doing more research. And so like, let me dive into that more so I can build that experience. Or maybe you're kind of like, hey, you know what? You're right, that's not me. Like I don't have much of that experience and there's nothing wrong with that. I like that, but it's, you know, the thing that I bring to the table is a different set of experiences and values And so, you know, I'd much rather find a role that is more aligned to that. So it can also help you sort of, like, refine what you're looking for as someone who's doing the interviews. And, like, never forget that interviews go both ways. Like, you're also interviewing the company. And you should be okay with the fact of, like, hey, you know what? Like, this company not a fit for me or not a fit for me for right now and like be open to more conversations. And then another thing that came to my mind too is generally it depends on different interview or different companies styles, but um, many companies have like different interviews. Multiple people are interviewing you. You can have multiple people have different opinions, right? On how things went. And we're trying to talk about different topics, Right. So different people have different views. And the idea is you put together all these views and you can kind of get somewhat accurate picture of the person. Uh, but like, you know, even if you ultimately don't get the job, there can be a lot of people that you've interviewed with that were like, hell, yeah, this person's awesome. Uh, and then other folks who had more reservations who, or who observed more factors that made them consider someone else for the role. So. Again, it's like it's a very nuanced thing. So that's why I'm like never feel ashamed or never feel like you did anything wrong or anything bad because that's honestly it's just trying to find a match, really. And and there's there's nothing wrong either way.
0: I think I've interviewed like over hundreds of candidates. I don't know. It's extremely rare that the consensus, the decision is it's not. good.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. And one, I think, important distinction is. On the other hand, a common reason is like this person is not at the right level of experience for the role. Maybe we're looking for someone's staff level or in this person, more senior level. This is also right. This might feel like you're not good enough because you're not at that level. It's not. It's based on just experience and context and things that it's different responsibilities, it's not not being you're not good or worse. You just do other things. Similar to, like we just mentioned, if you're really good at visual design and you are not, you don't have experience, user research doesn't mean that you're bad. It means you don't have that experience in that field. So I can't think of an example of where this person was not good enough. Yeah, As, yeah exactly. Cool. All right. Well, I hope this is helpful to someone. <laughs> just offer some more perspective from the other side. Cool. Uh, Kevin, can I ask you about this Calendly thing? Oh. Controversy that was on Twitter. I've seen it, but I... I'm not up to speed. I don't know what's happening, but I do use Calendly and have been using quite a lot at along. So am I doing something wrong? What happened?
1: I would love to tell you about this, but before we do, let's talk about our sponsor.
0: Ooh, I love that. Who's the sponsor this week, Kevin?
1: Our sponsor this week is Zeppelin. You know Zeppelin. They're really great. And they just launched this new tool called Flows. And the reason why they launched it is they noticed a trend with designers who are trying to explain their design intention by adding like arrows, lines, shapes, and other extra layers to their Figma file. I do that a lot. And that approach can make it difficult to edit and make change. Every time a screen is added or removed, you have to like redraw all these lines and add all that helper, you know, context. And so... Flows are a fast and effortless way to create and outline user flows and journeys. So designers can use flows to connect screens in seconds and map complete user journeys, showing not just the happy path, but also all of the possible paths and behaviors. And we all know how that's important that is when working with developers. All you need to do is you add the screens you want in a flow and then add a connector, which will snap into place, to connect the screens or different design elements. You can even add a label to clarify edge cases or error paths. And as you publish new versions of designs, your flows and connectors will get updated automatically at screen changes. So that's a super awesome feature. On top of that, they have additional features to help further organize flows that are dedicated and purpose-built specifically for this workflow. So where do you go to learn more about this? you go to zeppelin.io and you can learn all about this product, learn about flows. It's a great tool for designers. Uh, It will really change the way that you work. So check it out, zeppelin.io.
0: Thank you, Zeppelin. This is super cool on their part. This is definitely an area that it can improve. (laughs) I've done this myself, try to like to annotate a Figma file all over the map. It's, and then try to steer other people looking at this file in a certain way and it's not helping anyone <laughs> so i'm gonna check this out this is cool and thanks to zeppelin for sponsoring layout love to have you zeppelin.io check it out also zeppelin it's like og in the industry right like if you're listening to this if you haven't heard of zeppelin do yourself a favor go it's history Like they are awesome they've been around for a lot of time and they know designers because uh yeah <laughs> They've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, they know their stuff. They do. Zeppelin.io. Cool. So, Calendly.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Should I stop? Hmm? <laughs> Should I stop using it or no?
1: Oh, yeah. Should you stop? Well, I don't know. I, I can tell you more about this. Let's, let's find you out. You tell me. All right. So, there's this, this person <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, I think it's like some kind of, I actually don't know, <laughs> some kind of like investor guy or something like that. I don't know this person, Sam Lesson. (gasps) Okay. We'll have the the tweet in the show notes. And basically was complaining about how Calendly is basically a display of social capital dynamics in business.
0: Before we proceed, should I explain real quick what Calendly is for people that maybe don't know?
1: Yes. Yeah, we should.
0: Calendly is this tool, the service on, on the web that you connect your calendar to it. And then you can create like specific, let's say meetings. Like I want I want to have this one link so that people can book stuff in my calendar. So what you can do is I can send someone a Calendly link and that, that person will see all of the available slots in your calendar and they can book something in your calendar. Right? Yep. Is this a fair enough description?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Sure. So you have your open time slots and then people can book the, the time that they need in your calendar. Um, so there's like a whole, essentially it's like a screenshot of, of a blog post. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. Yes, you, do. you can go read it. If you disagree with it, you don't have to reply, right? Like you don't have to send more, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you don't have to say anything bad to this person. Uh, we can discuss the ideas without, you know, uh, taking down the person. Um, so the gist, I think is captured in the first, a paragraph It says when someone sends you a Calendly link and asks you to slot yourself on their calendar, they are telling you that you are less important than them and that all of their current meetings are more important than whatever you need them for. It is a get in line. move.
0: I don't understand.
1: So basically the idea there is like, Hey, you know, either you're reaching out to me or like, we want to, we want to work together. And then you're like, Oh yeah, sure. Like, please, you know, try to find some time in my pack calendar. And then you're presumably as the recipient of that email. are like, oh, great. Like now, now I have to like go and like hunt down your calendar to try to find a slot that is not already taken. <sighs> what? Okay. What do you think about it? I saw many people have like different opinions, different takes on this.
0: I think this might be an issue for like people who are absolutely incredibly busy and like they can't, I don't know. Cause like for me, the way I use Calendly is like, I want us to find time that works for both because we want to talk to each other or whatever, set up a meeting. I'm going to send you, like, my open slots. Please pick one that also works for you. Uh, and this is helpful because th- the alternative is I can try to guess. Like, can we do tomorrow at 2? And then the person will be like, actually, no, I can't do 2. Can you do at 4? And I'm like, actually, at 4, I have a thing. What about Thursday? Do you have any open Slots on th- you know it's just avoiding this back and forth, which can be very frustrating. The way I see it is that like I have a hard time understanding the my calendar is more important than yours, which I assume comes from like when you share a calendar link, you are unwilling to move any existing meetings, right? Right? Like I'm not going to move my stuff; it's set in stone. You can pick a free slot, maybe, but like it's so far from my reality like that never happens (laughs) my calendar calendar is pretty open yeah i might work weird hours but uh yeah that's also another thing time zones yeah
1: no i 100 percent agree like you have no idea how my anxiety having to book things (laughs) brings to my life (laughs) i'm just that's a thing that i've just like learned very early on that it is not a thing that i'm good at about like Finding time and dates (laughs) that work with people and, like, doing this back and forth work is just very anxiety-inducing for me. So I always, always love when someone will send me a a calendar link. (laughs) I also like the product. Like, I think the product is really great. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think this is a bit of a weird take on this. I would say the one thing that, that I've certainly, like, started doing, not because of this post, but I just through normal decency I guess because <laughs> um, I know like especially during the the work week we obviously don't use the calendarly for work but we'd use like a Google Calendar for example but my calendar can get pretty packed and so I'll always like sometimes people reach out and it'll be like hey you know can we meet to talk about this thing then generally I'll say something like oh yes I would love to meet uh, about this please find some time in my calendar but I always tell the people, you know, if you can't find any time, you know, in the time that you, you want to talk about it, let me know like w- which moment works for you. And if I have to move something, I'll be happy to move, try to move something to make the time work. That's nice. Right. That I'm like, I'm open to the idea that, you know, it may be you really need to like have this conversation because it's blocking you from moving forward for something. If that is the case, do let me know. I'll try to see what I can rearrange like maybe like a one-on-one for example is a lot easier to move than a meeting with like 10 other people so like let me try to find and generally the benefit of google calendar there is people can see can actually see my calendar like it's I it's not private or anything like that there's like people can Mm -hmm. see all my meetings and so generally they can provide a good recommendation um but yeah I I thought this was like a weird take for me and It's just, I find that so much easier. And I think it's definitely not a show of power. It's just like, hey, listen, like there are much better ways now with technology that we can like deal that we don't have to do this dance. And if the system doesn't end up working, then yeah, like do say something about it, and we'll, you know we'll try to find an answer.
0: I think this person clearly has like has different experiences, like something I don't know. Like it's not a who hurt you type of thing, but like <laughs> something. There's a story here, I think, because I yeah I don't know. I, I think my use case is so far from, from what this person is saying that I could not understand. Like where, where they're like? <laughs> right. and I think just based on the success of it feels like it resonates with people. It's a solution for a, a real problem. I hope it's okay because I've been doing that a lot.
1: Yeah. Like a few days later, there was a tweet by the CEO of Calendly, which I didn't know. I never heard of, but it seems like a, like a great person. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to personally thank the Calendly customer community for the love regarding the value we provide you. And, that person uh for being a huge spike in signups for all his portfolio companies that rely on Calendly to win and delight customers. We appreciate the support. Nice. <laughs> just just like boom. Perfect. So
0: Okay. If you want to share your thoughts uh on this, you can click on my Calendly link um in the show notes. <laughs> and we can talk about it. Not really. But I mean there's a calendar link. <laughs> uh yeah we've been doing this for at a long for all the candidates and stuff. Pick whatever works for you. Also, uh, it's a massive help with anything involving time zones. Oh, yeah. Because, like, doing the dance and the math, like, 2 p.m. for me, which is 11 a.m. for you. Is that okay? In this way, like, the UI just, you know, already adapts to whatever you're from. Um, cool, cool beans, cool beans. Well, uh, I'm glad that you helped me uh, catch up on Twitter's uh, drama. Uh, drama. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, well... This with the remaining of the show that has already been recorded, I guess uh, it's been <laughs> o- over ninety minutes. We should wrap this up. I have to go back to work and then sleep at some point. Um, should we do recommendations now, and then the true ponchos can can listen to the rest?
1: Yeah, let's do it
0: to the more informal catch up. Okay, I don't see your recommendation in the show notes, so <laughs> I'm going to assume you still need some time. So I'm going to start. <laughs> I have two quick recommendations. One is a movie. It's called Swan Song. I watched this like shortly after our last episode, so it's it's been a while by mm-hmm. now since I watched it. But I, I I think it's a wonderful movie and like it hit so many little buttons for me. It's a show on Apple TV Plus. It it stars um, Maharshala Ali. It stars him twice because a <laughs> show about. I think this is fine because it's in the trailer. Like this person. Has a terminal condition, so there's this service, this company that will effectively clone you to the like last bit of memory, like it's an exact clone, so that this clone can live for you, so that let's say your family doesn't have to deal with losing you, right? Right. It's it's a weird sci-fi premise, <laughs> but like the movie is very, um, it's very quiet. It doesn't try to be loud. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't try to go. Too over the top with sci-fi concepts. This is it. This is the thing. There's no other thing they could. Right. They could easily pursue like the sci-fi world that they've built. But that is exactly why I loved it. Like the sci-fi world that they've built in this is so nice and so believable. Mm. <laughs> I love the short-term sci-fi because it's like it's fun to see like when we have interplanetary <laughs> stations and whatever. But this is like no. It's like five six years from now right
1: (laughs) Um, i like the change one variable kind of thing and then dot 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 like let's see where that leads yeah yeah that's really interesting
0: so they have like self-driving cars and then the cars itself like change the design a little bit if you don't need a driver so Mm. how you would design a car changes um the AR is everywhere in this. Apparently, it's going to be huge in the future, according to, <laughs> according to this movie. Uh, and the way you, you just have like... According
1: to Tim Cook, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. Good morning. Uh, so, they have like these the contact lenses. Mm-hmm. And they also have like these like AirPods type of thing that they always have on. They always have like AirPods and in, in these contacts. And it's very interesting. Like right at the beginning of the movie, it's the only time they really showed it. And it's so subtle that you will miss it. But Marsha is like, just getting ready for bed and he goes into the bathroom and he just takes off the contacts and puts it in this like little container and if it's very subtle but you can see a little something like wireless charging ui like ah that's cool telling you it's charging the contacts same with airpods they would just like put it in the little surface area and it would charge the airpods anyway super fun movie also stars aquafina i loved it and also the interior design of this I took a bunch of screenshots, which was not easy because DRM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I took a picture of my screen with like a, Okay, yeah. Like an animal, but I could not find a way to do not it. You have to. And I didn't want to like pirate an MKV file and download a torrents,
1: whatever. An M- MKV HD. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Anyway, that's on Apple TV Plus. It's a lovely movie. It reminded me a lot of Axe uh, Machina. The type of mood.
1: Great. I'm so excited to watch it. Uh, it's been like you sent me this recommendation. You we were like, hey, yeah, I know you, you, you're you going to be into this. And then I saw it. I saw the trailer and I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'm so into this. <laughs> um, and then for the last couple of weeks, uh, every couple of days, I, I'm like, oh, like, should we, should we start this? And then it was like, ah, oh, that seems heavy. Like, I'm not really... <laughs> <laughs> so Fair one enough. day, either I'll convince him or I will just watch it by myself. But I'm extremely into this. This looks like a really fun movie.
0: And um just to like watch this trailer and you actually
1: played a movie.
0: And maybe like five minutes in, they'd be like, "Wait, is this really the trailer?" I'm yeah. Like, oh, no, I guess we're watching it.
1: We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the secret. <laughs> um That actually makes me think. I don't know if you saw. There's a new. I think it's a series on HBO that seems very, like, stylistically very similar, like the... The house and the interior design and everything.
0: Do you remember the name?
1: I I forget the name of it. I think the first episode is going to start soon, but. Oh, so it hasn't? I saw some ads on it. Hmm? Okay.
0: Hasn't come out yet.
1: It has the teacher from Sex Education in it. (laughs) Just like the only actor I recognize. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um... Yeah, it's not. uh, I'm going to give another example. It's definitely not the same style interior design wise but it's another one where it's like i find that the interior design is kind of a character in the show like it's part not insignificant part of why i love servant although like the season's been like not really going anywhere oh i see but i'm like i just love oh my this god house. Yeah. like it's just so amazing uh, it has a visual language though. it's show, part of the sure. show it's part of the show. Um, so, yeah, that's
0: what they say that the house and servant
1: is its own character yeah exactly cool um so i'm trying to find what is that show but anyways uh i will try to put it in the notes uh, for people so my recommendation this week we were talking about interior design so i want to recommend an interior design account uh, i don't think it's going to be particularly your style, okay, Rafa. So it's not necessarily a recommendation of, like, I think you're going to personally find specific design inspiration from that account. But, uh, like, for what it's worth, like, they're not necessarily my style either. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I still find it really interesting. So the account is called uh, Chris Loves Julia on Instagram. We'll have links in the show notes. Um, and basically... Her entire job is to be, like, essentially like an influencer, I guess, like an interior design influencer. Mm -hmm. And so they bought a new house and they're, like, you know, renovating it and designing it. But they're documenting every single step of the process. And they're really good about sharing, like, daily updates It feels like you're watching a TV show, honestly, but it's, like, on Instagram stories, um, sharing about, like, their finds, um, like, design ideas, how they're debating different uh, options and how, like, you know, they make decisions and how they move forward. And it's, like, it's all very, very fun to, to watch and follow along, even if, like, the personal style, like... Her style is a bit more traditional, um, but you can learn a lot about sort of like the design process um, in a way that is also not like, hey, like this is a new build. And like maybe in six months, like we'll have something that looks real. It's like, no, no, no. Like they'll do like the rooms pretty quickly. Um, and they do a lot of like whether it's DIY projects or like bigger design projects and stuff like that. Um, it's a really great account to, to follow. It's, it's always one of the first, you know, when you get the stories, like one of the first that I that I watch. And it's their whole job is to, like, create this content.
0: Followed. Yeah. I'm into it's this. A, it's a really good one. Cool. I have one last recommendation, though. Um, allow me. It's called Hasami Porcelain. Oh, yes. And it's a brand of porcelain goods. <laughs> we were looking for... We needed to buy plates, right? And bowls and stuff. And we definitely did the thing of, like, we waited way too long. And it was starting to feel annoying that we we were always eating from like these metal bowls that we had or <laughs> we like ordering takeout every every time so we had to buy something first we bought one plate of this one thing just to try it out <laughs> just like before committing <laughs> um and then we saw this one uh and we got it and i fell in love with not just the the look it looks really good in my opinion but the system of like if you buy into the brand like every piece connects like plays with each other um so for example they have wooden uh like trays to serve food but those wooden trays also work as lids for their their bowls and plates and stuff
1: oh that's cool um
0: and you can stack them like it's like they have their own system you can stack them perfectly that's like actually one thing it's a very weird like little detail but important to me like when you stack a bunch of plates or bowls Uh uh, I guess it wouldn't work as well with bowls when you stack plates Mm -hmm. I love when it's like it makes one single (laughs) shape line like you can't really see the seams in between plates um so in this that doesn't happen so i think they look really good it's made like from this one spot in japan that they've been doing this uh with a type of rock for like 400 years or something they are like not incredibly cheap but affordable if you like buy you know a couple plates or a couple bowls if you don't go all in and um so yeah love them it's like one of the few items that we already got for our home that i love I'll just add one thing. One little downside is that because of the texture of that, the it's like the stone is compressed stone, but it's almost like uh, like sand sometimes. Okay. So if you plan to do a lot of like cutting with like mm. fork and knife, sometimes you can get that like the screeching or the oh yeah the friction. Uh, it's not smooth surface. So,
1: but it doesn't damage it. It it's doesn't damage like...
0: it. That's another thing. Like because of the nature of how it's uh, built it can over time like absorb some of the oil some of the stuff but not in a like it's stained ways it's more of like it's just ages the the rock mm. so it doesn't stay like pristine looking but i see that as a feature not really as a bug <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Love it all right uh we did it we're back baby thank you so much for listening uh there's a lot more content after this outro so stay tuned if you're a true poncho and want to listen to we catching up and talking about interior design and furniture and stuff. Um, that's after this. And uh, in the meantime, you can follow us at layout.fm on Twitter. I am at Rafahari and Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Oh. Links for all of our Twitter accounts and all the stuff we mentioned on the show. Uh, they're on our show notes. That's also on our website layout.fm. And our huge thanks to zeppelin for coming along and sponsoring layout we're so happy to have them as a sponsor go to zeppelin.io to learn more and and
1: we did it nice talk to you next week buddy talk to you next week Bye. bye and we're live now i think you're
0: peaking maybe not
1: am i maybe should i stay further away what's the secret there's no volume gain on this oh i am peaking is this a
0: new mic no this is the same one
1: i've had this mic for a while right Mm -hmm. like for years basically forever when i upgraded from the yeti and this is the oh gosh you probably even know this better than I do. It's like the Audio Technica something something is the USB mic works really well. It is easy. No, you don't need any like amps or anything like that. You just plug it in. It just works. And also the tip, if like you're using any modern Mac is you just buy like the the right cable, right? To be USB-C. So there's no adapters. It right. plugs in directly into the computer. And so it's been like that. Like everything's been fine for many, many years until one day I just go to my menu bar and instead of saying the name of the mic, it says Pro USB device or USB Advanced Audio Device. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, what is that? Uh, turns out it's my mic. My mic has a new name. And I was like, oh, maybe like I've. Oh, well, congratulations. Done... <laughs> yeah. It's like, we had that. <laughs> Exactly. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe it's a like os update. You know, it was maybe around the time I upgraded to a new version or something. Mm. It's like okay, but I was like, let me just like look this up because it's so generic Uh and see maybe there's a way that I can change it back.
0: And it is a popular microphone, so
1: it is a popular microphone. Yeah. So I (laughs) look into this, and apparently, so this is not specific to my mic but it is a, a thing that happens to microphones i think most likely the the usb microphones is they have some kind of firmware on them and for some reason it happens like it also happens to yetis the firmware just like craps out and so it basically falls back to whatever the default system interpretation of a mic like there's no there's the firmware is not functioning anymore so it's like operating on the fallback of like well you know this is kind of the lowest common denominator yikes for microphones <laughs> and apparently there are ways to fix this getting a new one and there's some instructions on how you do this like on windows with lots of like weird apps mm-hmm. for the yeti mic but i haven't been able to find any instructions for this one i'm sure with you know more searching i could probably find it but i was kind of like i don't know and i was i was like oh oh well it's working (laughs) you know just it basically just a a warning that at some point this mic will stop working um but now if if you're saying that i'm peaking weirdly hopefully hopefully not i'm trying not to be too loud but yeah maybe i should replace this mic
0: (laughs) maybe you should just (laughs) i mean think with any type of hardware really but like stuff like audio is like if you lose a recording, you lose it. Like, it's impossible to really replicate it. And we do have some backups in place. But, like, what I'm trying to say is, you want to replace this before it gives up, <laughs> before it
1: dies. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know? <laughs> but the question is, what to replace it with? <laughs> so yeah
0: see i would probably want to do some research before giving you a recommendation because the last time i looked into this yeah was several years ago so i'm sure the market has changed since and there's probably better options by now but it gets to a point is like there's like a a league of microphones and in between that league like medium to pro microphones or something Probably anything that is like above USB. Right. Right. Then there's a whole different league. And then you have the super expensive studio microphones. It's probably a separate league. And so anywhere in there, it's a good upgrade. Like it's a, it's hard to mess it up. Right. Also, there's microphones that are like more suited for different types of voices and stuff. Mm. Right. And like my voice is very different from yours. Right. Um, so we probably would benefit from different microphones mm-hmm. tailored
1: for different types of voices.
0: Anyway, I'll look it up. I'll give you some advice. So I can talk to Bryn. I think he's still, I don't know if he's still. Thanks. Listen to audio stuff. I think.
1: I feel like if you need any kind of advice, it's never wrong to ask Bryn. Yeah, that's true. A <laughs> like, man true.
0: has opinions on things. So he'll create a tape with like reviews of the best
1: microphones <laughs> for kitchens. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been procrastinating. I also feel like I need to do the proper of uh, research work before going into this. And I was like, Ugh. Uh-huh. you know, I keep putting this off later. So one day.
0: You were on a roll to like
1: I upgrade know. every
0: little thing in your desk.
1: <laughs> but I would say honestly the thing that I want to upgrade the most really is the camera. But mm. I don't know. I don't know what to do about that.
0: I would defer that I would postpone that decision after
1: you figure out your monitor. Just... Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> Apple anytime now like we're just we're just waiting. <laughs>
0: Come on. We went on a holiday break. <laughs> And, you know, no matter how long the break is, When we come back,
1: nothing changed. Exactly. So, I don't know. Come on. We're giving you enough uh, time. Yeah. five. It's all good. Like, now I have the light and I have all the stuff. Um, The more I play with this, the more I'm, like, dissatisfied that I'm, like, this this lighting is, like, not the best. And, like, uh, maybe, you know, I wish I could adjust the temperature of the screen or uh, I wish I could adjust, like, some more of the settings. And, like, oh, anyways, So. Wow. Who knows? We'll see. I
0: very much did a full reset on any kind of not workspace but like anything in my life really any setup in my life with because i i got a home i got a i bought an apartment yeah Uh, i mean we did congrats thank you i'm a homeowner
1: when you say we (laughs) i mean you mean not not you and i (laughs)
0: not you and i although kevin (laughs) maybe one day one day we could get a, an
1: office space let's start there you know that would be amazing. We we're
0: not ready to move in <laughs> together but you know let's start with an office
1: space yeah i can guarantee you <laughs> you you never want to move in with me <laughs> well likewise
0: <laughs> we're both horrible uh no my wife and i we did and we moved in how long has it been like four weeks and so unfurnished uh apartment and we really didn't have any furniture before because the place we were renting came, like, it was furnished when we moved in. So, apart from any baby stuff, we got nothing. Mm. So, we have to start fresh. Well, I guess I had this desk. So, but we have to start fresh. And I feel like this will take me years to get to a reasonable level of comfort. Not just, like, be done. Because that, I can't even imagine how long that will take me. <laughs> uh, but, like, be comfortable. <laughs> it will take a long time. And I'm... We're just saying about you figuring out your monitor situation before figuring out your camera situation. Mm-hmm. Like that type of thinking in this home is like everything. Like what are the things we absolutely like need? A table in like maybe a couch. Like, do you need a bed? No, but you need a mattress. Okay, so get the mattress. (laughs) That's some good prioritization. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: But then it also depends on the lead time. So like some things, maybe you don't need Mm. them now, but you need to order them now because it will take forever for them to get here.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to buy this because it had terrible lead times. So just wait around and look around. And then you're still looking and it's been weeks. And like, well, if I bought that in the first place, we could have been like halfway through the waiting time, kind of, but you don't. For the table, we got a cheap IKEA table, the only round table in IKEA. Because we're into round tables. That's, like, something I hated. <laughs> and then Debs liked it. And she was, like, she slowly, like, made me mm-hmm. come
1: to her side of, like... It's very trendy right now. It's a
0: bit more trendy. I've been seeing that.
1: Yeah. I also, for the longest time, did, never liked <laughs> round tables. Uh-huh. But now, every time I see one, I'm like... Ah this one it is cozy cozy. um so yeah it's definitely it's something new i haven't i haven't really like it because i have the same table i've had for a while but Mm -hmm. i would definitely consider a nice round table these days yeah there's a lot of nice ones so we did
0: and so we got uh the only round table i think that ikea has because it was to be delivered that week nice (laughs) perfect we need a place to eat and and get some chairs that's fine and then we finally found another one (laughs) Uh, Like a a good one that we like. Not that key. It's not good. But like one that we liked better. Smaller one that extends has that option. Nice. So we are that. And that's going to be, I think, late March. It'll be here. Okay. Not too bad. In the couch situation, we still haven't put an order in. Because before figuring out the couch situation, I had to figure out where the TV would go. And that, you've been following along. I've been texting you. And I've been texting other friends and (laughs) FaceTiming with Matthias. uh, And like just, (laughs) just... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Like, really, really hard. Long story short, I have one fireplace, out of order, like the hole is shut, that it would be very, very hard for me to get rid of. It could be possible. I still don't know. But it would be very hard to get rid of. And this on one wall. And then, like, that ruins of that wall for me. I can't put anything on that wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. I don't want to bore you with details because people <laughs> listening to this, they can't see. I came up with the thing you've seen and I posted on Instagram, like putting the TV on the fireplace, like closing it down kind of and then raising it. Yeah. Um. Just today, I painted that hole black so you wouldn't even see the hole. Oh, so nice. Be, it would blend it in a bit better. It's still drying. So tomorrow, we will reassemble it. We'll see how that goes. But as I'm doing this, like this morning, Pedro was here and he was like, oh, why don't you do this? I was like. That is an incredible idea. <laughs> so now I have already a new idea that I'll do on that thing.
1: Ooh. What, what is the new idea?
0: I'm going to close down, like, box out, build a box around the fireplace, closing it down. Yeah, but with, like, with, you know, that trendy, like, wooden boards, like, boarded wall, you know?
1: Like the slats? like
0: Yeah, the slats, yeah. hmm
1: so on both sides. So
0: I would do that around that fireplace. Oh,
1: okay. Around the fireplace. On both
0: sides, it would be like like three sides around and build a way to make the TV like flushed. Ah,
1: into it. So yeah. So it would give
0: some texture to that wall. I like that. It would figure out a place to put the TV. So now that's like the the new idea, <laughs> but that, it'll probably be a while until I can do that. So anyway.
1: Yeah, because the thing you've got going for yourself there is the fireplace is a non-functioning work fireplace. Did I say workplace? <laughs> roll back the tapes anyways i'm in fireplace i actually don't know <laughs> um yeah so it's not a function in fireplace so you can kind of cover it up or enhance it or yeah. modify it kind of however you like i mean it is on one part your problem but on the other one it is sort of like what can help you sort of get out of this tricky layout situation mm-hmm. yeah i was wondering if you'd be maybe now that is the ultimate solution because now that i think about it that seems like a really good good plan but otherwise, I was like, "Would you be up for providing sort of layout plan for our listeners, and we can do a competition of who wants to lay out the space for Rafa?" Absolutely, yeah. And we could review the some of the best official layout, best layout picks for the living room.
0: Finally, the podcast title makes sense. It was all building up to this, right? Exactly. We
1: got it. <laughs> this we we had planned this all these years yeah <laughs> i would love that.
0: that i i would i would welcome you know any help this is tricky because this whole thing is i don't know if you went through this when you got your place there's so many things there's so many like different rooms and each room has its own purpose and its own little nooks and like quirks and stuff you have to design around and so i know i admit i'm aware that i overthink every little thing but like that's part of why this is fun like you know you want to think everything through and have fun doing it but when it comes to your the place that you live in that attention to detail and that the time that that requires really puts a strain in like how your comfort and like how you (laughs) like we have no couch uh (laughs) you won't have one for a long time i think and like i'm just definitely feel overwhelmed with like this office space this attic thing i don't know it just has a desk and i can't really I try to think through it, but I don't have the energy. Like, our bedroom, I have no idea what we're going to do there. Really, like, I close my eyes and try to imagine this place, and I can't see anything.
1: Mm. (laughs) Well, I got to say, it's been really fun to see you approach this with a sort of anything's possible kind of mindset. Mm. At least that's what I felt, just, like, reading your, your tweets and your updates of, like, really, like, let's try all of the options. Like, let's think about you know, any ways that we can find to solve this problem. And it's been really cool to see that. Like, I feel like I haven't seen many people kind of like talk through the steps that way. Um, I've seen people talk about like their design work that way for like product design but not like interior design and so it's just been really fun to kind of like follow along and see you know what what you're what you're sort of working with and the what I would say from my experience the challenge with designing these spaces is really like the amount of energy Mm. that you have like I think you will get to a point where you run out of decision energy where like at the beginning you're like obsessing over like every single little detail and at the end you're just like whatever i don't care i really don't care i just need a couch right now and like (laughs) just give me whatever i can get and that will be fine (laughs) right so it's like i felt that sort of managing the energy levels of okay where do i focus my time where do i focus my energy yeah and what are some of the things where i can kind of like Circle back later on and improve over time. It definitely
0: feels like there's a place in where you get diminishing returns of like obsessing over a problem. Like when you think of something, I'm going to give you an example. We needed to pick a trash can. We just had like trash bags on the floor. Oh no. Did I mention that? We've been here, living here for four weeks. So for four weeks, just trash bags on the floor. And then as soon as you start tackling that problem, like, oh, we need a place to put trash. That makes sense. That's important. (laughs) There's so many little constraints that we have to consider. Like, should we put it just inside one of the cabinets, the kitchen cabinets? You know, like under the sink, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we use it. You had it before. That's fine. But right now, our kitchen is so small, and we definitely need some to do some work on that kitchen and extend it at some point in the future. But, like, right now, real estate in the kitchen is prime. So, putting the trash can under the sink, well, that's a lot of space that we could use to store, like, cleaning products and other things that we need. So... Putting the trash can outside, that's probably the better option. But outside brings a whole new skew of, like, things you need to consider. Does it need a lid? Yes or no? Lids are usually the ugliest thing in trash bins. Well,
1: you 100% need a lid. I 100% need a lid. How can you live without a lid? (laughs) Uh, I guess so.
0: Because there were some sweet ones with no lid. Like, yes, it needs a lid. Also, because in Amsterdam, old buildings, even though I haven't experienced it personally, uh, rats are a thing uh you know so hopefully
1: not inside
0: hopefully not inside but definitely possible old buildings Uh, yeah and like cockroaches or something again i haven't experienced this i haven't seen a single one but i don't want to risk it so yes yes to lids if it has a lid i personally hate the little step Mm. thing you you do to open the lid okay it's a pet peeve i don't i'm not saying it's bad but like i hate the.
1: you're not gonna like the recommendation i sent you then okay
0: i don't like the inner mechanics maybe so that also limits your options a lot. And then size. Uh, do you want smaller ones? The trash pickup, like twice a week. If you have too small of a bag, then you need to put that bag away because you have to go through several bags before pickup. So you probably need a very large one. I, I'm still going. but like there's. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the look and finish. Like uh, I saw this one that, even though I hate this particular thing, but it has... Voice activation to open the lid. (laughs) Oh my god. I hate that, but it had like just motion sensors and stuff. So if you had like your hands busy or you know, you could just like wave and it would open the lid. Yeah, I think that's the one simple human one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but but that only came in like a metallic finish. Yeah, I saw that. It wouldn't go well with my kitchen. The kitchen, it's the easiest place for me to furnish because it's the one that has the most constraints like mm. the kitchen was designed it had a particular set of cabinets set of stone there's already color palette and like i could change all of that but not now right. so that's actually made it easier for me to design around because I had like a design system for the kitchen kind of <laughs> uh, show title i was <laughs> trying to make this themeable so yeah we ended up buying one that i really don't love but like after 4 weeks i'm like i can't i don't have anything else to <laughs> yeah. like i'm we're stuck. this is what we have. make a decision, and so we did now I'm looking at yep so the the voice emotion that's there's the, a the simple human one I think I like it I think it looks fine mm-hmm. yeah so there's two things I just want to bring up because I can talk about this for hours and, and this is probably not very interesting content for people um there's two things I want to bring up one it's a struggle inside uh, between the let's call it the nerdy tech Rafa, right, <laughs> that likes, like, the gadgets and utilities and, like, voice activation and whatever in the tech in it. And there's the, like, designer, minimalist, clean lines Rafa. And, like, these two are usually at odds <laughs> with one another. Like, you know, I think my, my clean minimalist side of me usually wins the fight. Mm. but like i'm I'm obsessed over as simple lines as i can with any piece of furniture or whatever and also can we talk about prices of furniture oh, oh my I, gosh i just found out about this effectively any item you can think of can be as expensive as you can imagine like there's no ceiling
1: <laughs> well if you well if you talk to Matthias for <laughs> furniture recommendations yep then yeah for sure yep. yep but there's usually you can find some alternatives that have a similar look but you know aren't necessarily the the original yeah
0: one. and also my dad is a great woodworker and Ooh, sometimes i just amazing. text him a bunch of like stuff oh look at this cabinet look at look at this chair or whatever and he's like i can do that <laughs> it's like you know this cabinet this little console is like eight thousand euros and he's like that's ridiculous i can do that which opens a whole thing he wanted to do the kitchen uh, table mm. and that whole thing opens up Another world of possibilities for me, which is I could design my own furniture. Yeah, that's really fun. (laughs) I'm not there yet because, like, I you know, I don't have the energy. But for some pieces, that might be an option.
1: Also, a lot of the time, it's like, you could do that. Are you, though? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Do you have the time and energy? Uh And also, it's like, yeah, you could. I mean, I don't know about the $8,000, like, piece of furniture. But, like, sometimes you're like, hey, this is... You know, it seems on the expensive side, but once you start to factor in like, okay, cost of materials, Mm -hmm. any equipments, like if you need to rent equipment or anything like that, any, I don't know if you need to paint, you need to whatever. And then the time, the hours you're going to put into this. Yeah. Like if you add all these things, they're like, wow, this actually cost me a whole lot more. (laughs) Than <laughs> it would have been if I just bought it, like through time and effort, and maybe you also don't do it like 100% perfect. That's another one. So sometimes it's like, yeah, y- you could, yeah, but factor that in. It's better to bite the bullet and <laughs> just buy, it, just buy it.
0: But it's still hard <laughs> no, to. No, but you need with, roughly. Like,
1: you need to like find furniture stores that are like more within normal price ranges. I know.
0: It's hard. It feels like there's a massive jump. There's like IKEA and no. something
1: like Made or whatever,
0: and then there's like a massive gap and you get to the high end.
1: Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that is more reasonable. Okay. Find. At least here we have a lot of these furniture stores. I
0: have to find it. I'm still in the I'm still looking for. It. And the second thing I wanted to bring up is how hard it is for me to like this is the first time I'm really designing a space like this and paying for it. <laughs> uh i'm trying to do a good job at getting a style like my own personal style things like you know i'm really into recently like the japan style right and the, mm-hmm. the clean more warm minimalist tones although minimalist like minimalism is mm-hmm. too minimalist too cold. but whatever like somewhere in, the, in those lines but at the same time i have to factor the space that i have which is usually smaller than like what You'll find on Pinterest and all the mm. showrooms and stuff, like a way smaller space uh it's an apartment, also usually see bigger house all the YouTube videos and <laughs> all the pinterest yeah, so, yeah,
1: there's always like here's a kitchen for a kitchen, <laughs> like yeah <laughs> see all this. Seriously. uh
0: this is very put our third dining t- table <laughs> yeah I like. um and at the same time, I also live in an Amsterdam apartment in a very old building in the center of the city and there's a lot of that that comes in like i want to honor the heritage of the space right but also not just the honor the look and feel but also like yeah here you have the wooden slats on the ceiling it's like that's how they build houses mm-hmm. here and that's something you have to factor in and it's something you will never see in any of the japan pinterest uh <laughs> pinterest posts so there's a lot of that. I'm trying to figure out my own style, the style of the place, what works, what doesn't, and it's tricky. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. You can't just like copy something.
1: Well, you can, but the good part I'd say now is that people are really mixing styles a lot. So, like, I don't think you have to subscribe to just like one specific style. Like, there's a lot of people who mix like very much more traditional design with like very modern mm-hmm. like contrasting like uh furnishings like you know light fixtures and like those, those kinds of things so you can mix i think a lot and i think that's actually where a lot of people are going i think of like hey like less sort of like cookie cutter like here's a farmhouse starter pack like <laughs> here's like all <laughs> of the things that go with it And more like, hey, mix different pieces, mix different styles. But I found, at least for me, I mean, obviously, like, you figure out what you gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the first things that I found back, like, forever ago when I was shopping for my first apartment, like, still the same bed frame that we have since then. And I was, like, just shopping. And then I had this, like, fell in love with this bed frame with, like, walnut, basically a walnut frame. And then the black metal legs and i was like i love this yeah. like this was the first thing that i saw that i was like yes like this is me um so i bought that when i
0: think of your style i think walnut in dark accents for sure
1: <laughs> and then yeah kind of build on top of that right where it's like okay i really love walnut okay so let me like extend that and then it's like okay from there what are additional kinds of materials well things are kind of like concrete it's good to think Sometimes, like it depend in your situation, like you have, um, like already the kitchen is already done. But like think about like some kind of stone that you like, and you you start building of like okay, so like when I'm doing marble, I'm typically doing a lighter marble. Like I kind of like gravitate towards that, and then you can essentially like now you'd be able to put together a very like accurate sort of mood uh, or like design system of here's a design system of Kevin, like our place right and the kinds of patterns and textures and colors that we use but it's like you get there kind of like one piece at a time yeah you eventually end up building this sort of like design language is like so much easier to find things that are That's part true. of that design language and then the fun part too now is like I'm trying to break that sometimes where I'm like, Hey, you know, the like, like thing that I would totally gravitate towards is like this, like totally predictable thing. How can I bring in an element of surprise in there and something that's different? that will clash on purpose, like with the rest of the environment and like Mm -hmm. make it interesting and evolve the design system. Otherwise you're like so consistent that it actually becomes boring.
0: I might overthink still this a little bit. But for example, Walnut, for example, I like how it looks. It's pleasing aesthetic, especially with a contrast with the dark thing. But for this space, I actually had to go back one level and say not just what kind of things I dig and I gravitate towards, but also mm-hmm. what the space is asking for. 100%. So in this case, like yeah, smaller rooms and especially on the upper floors, the ceiling is quite low sometimes in some rooms so i feel the need like i need lighter pieces yep to make the room feel you know more airy and breathe a bit more um also because i had that fireplace which is black stone so that oh my god so i have this black big item in the room and if i for example i need to pick a couch and i can't really do white couches because i have a baby yeah but if i do like a black couch all of a sudden i have huge pieces of furniture that are black kind of like bringing down the overall like palette mm-hmm. so i need to contrast that with lighter things so in the case of our wood was like this is already our kitchen was also a black stone mm-hmm. uh, top and also it was like i need to counterbalance that with lighter yeah uh, wood so yeah in that case also we got the kitchen table like a white pigmented and
1: also that's another thing like mixing wood tones is like super common now like people do that a lot so like in a new place like i probably would do that and go for more of a mixed approach versus here where i'm like much more like walnut all the things you know um so it's like you know it's very different styles but i think 100 percent like basing yourself on hey what does this space need how do we create like balance here you're you're definitely doing the right things and but just like make sure that through all of this like you also have fun with it like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm having a lot of fun i can sense you sometimes like getting like very obsessed into all of these things but it's it's also meant to be fun like it's also meant to be enjoyable and like figuring out yeah, yeah. what you like and getting a chance to sort of express yourself through interior design and like god we spend so much time in our homes these days that it's, it's really worth it oh yeah okay uh
0: i feel like we could talk about this for hours but we shouldn't <laughs> this is probably not what people tune in for
1: hi uh, everyone welcome uh um, hey kevin what's up so yes we did take a break we took an extended holiday break i think it was good for for all of us like you know we've been doing this show for a while and I think both of us are just, like, very tired mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the year. So, like, you know what? Uh, let's take some time. Let's recharge. Rafa was moving. Also, something that happened that you actually don't know because I didn't tell you um, is about... Oh, my God. I think it's a little over, like, four weeks ago. I had COVID. <gasps> uh, so, this was a thing. Um, <laughs> I'm fine. Totally fine. Uh, you know. How was it? It was maybe, like... So the first day, I woke up and I had a headache. And it's not frequent that it happens, but it's not, like, you know, that uncommon. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, let me take, like, Tylenol right away and, like, you know, try to to reduce the, the pain right away. And then it didn't get better. <laughs> it got worse as the day progressed. And I was like, oh, something seems weird here. And then then started getting fever and that kind of stuff and so but it was really like for me it was so that day progressively got worse and then the next day I already started getting better and i was on the upswing oh and so like i think two days later i was mostly fine um i'm still coughing a little bit so mm-hmm. you know it's not an intense cough but i can feel it sometimes so sort of to hear that <laughs> feel like feeling some of the effects of it but it's really not a problem for me to like live my normal life so were you boosted i was not so i was actually supposed to get the booster that week oh wow like well screw like I'm not doing that now. Oh, dang. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and now we're trying to figure out, like, there seem to be, like, I mean, as with everything with COVID, I guess, but, like very conflicting guidelines on like hmm. after you've had covid how long should you wait before getting the vaccine i think now we're like we're overdue we've had two vaccines missing the third one so we're probably gonna go soon yeah but it's like getting covid is
0: kind of like getting boosted
1: yeah we're kind of now we're kind of like well you know <laughs> what's, what's the worst that can happen now yeah but yeah it was fine like we both uh powered through it okay it was i didn't really like do i was like do i do the post (laughs) everyone does like hey everyone just so you know and i felt like i didn't really have anything that unique to add Mm -hmm. to the conversation and also like i swear to god like it just i don't know if it's a thing that happened in canada or montreal or it seemed like literally everyone i knew had covid like all that seems to be the norm all day long at work I would always, like, say, oh, yeah, like, I'm fine. But, like, I have, you know, I'm, when people ask, like, how are you doing? Oh, I uh, learned that I have COVID. I'm okay. And it's like, oh, me too. <laughs> oh, me too. Like, sometimes I was on this meeting. There was five of us. And then four of us had COVID at the same time. Wow. It was, like, insane. <laughs>
0: Do you have any idea how you got it?
1: No clue. Wow. We, honestly, we don't even go out very much. Like... We stay home, uh, like, for the entire week. Both of us work from home. We order online gro- uh, deliveries. The only chance we have of seeing people is on the weekends. And, like, it would be somewhere outside for the most part. Right. So yeah. And everything was in lockdown, too. So there was not many places for us to go during that time. So I don't know. I really don't know.
0: I'm still... My anxieties over this are still not great. I'm still very much, like... Scared of getting it. I'm still set on not getting it. Of course, that you know, it's probably not gonna last. Um, my mom was here last weekend, uh, and I was like, oh man, someone flying in and staying here, and mm. like, I'm definitely gonna get it. Didn't, and now next week, I'm gonna go to Portugal. Oh,
1: that's exciting! <laughs> no,
0: sure. <laughs> I'm I'm freaking out. I'm like I don't want to go.
1: I mean I haven't really been anywhere outside of Canada in over two years. So yeah, <laughs> sounds exciting to me. But
0: yeah, sure. But I'm like it's flying with a baby is already mm. a very stressful thing to do. That's true. I can imagine. And then flying with a baby, in flying during Omicron waves also highly stressful and then both at the same time feel it's still stressful I, i'm sure it'll be fine but like i'm already dreading um <laughs> also like with the baby he can't wear masks like you know <laughs> like he's gonna be on a plane and, right whatever i don't want to freak out too much but anyway what i'm trying to say is like i haven't got it yet but like at every occasion everything that happens like someone you know visits or I'm gonna go anywhere I'm like oh I'm dead sure that I'm gonna get it now (laughs) I still don't but I'm I'm sure it's bound to happen and then it'll be fine and then hopefully I'll stop freaking out about it yeah maybe that'd be ideal
1: (laughs) but you're making me think of uh, someone I work with when we came back from the break and like you know everyone's talking about Omicron and stuff like that she was like oh no 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 we're gonna get it like (laughs) There is no chance we are not getting it. She was like, okay, everyone. Sounds like like, a threat. Just get ready. Like, we are family. We're getting it. (laughs) Like, she's talking about, like, getting the new iPhone or or something. Like, very, very confident. I don't know. We're getting it.
0: Come on. This Omicron has a better camera, better battery life. Come on.
1: (laughs) We're getting it.
0: (laughs) No notch. Yeah.
1: But it was fine. Like, honestly, it was nothing. Like, for me, having had. Only two doses, you know, it was kind of like, you know, having a cold, to be honest. My
0: sister got it, and she, she had a hard time. Uh, You know, some shortness of breath and a cough and all that. Uh, Scary, like, a couple of scary nights. But my dad, on the other hand, my dad was living in a house with, like, five other people, and they, were, they all got COVID. And my dad never tested positive. Hmm, like, And wow. he was getting tested, like, every day. <laughs> I don't know if he's immune or something. Damn. So... Maybe that's genetic, and like maybe I'm. That would be great. Let me know.
1: Yeah. No. Totally.
0: <laughs> Anyways, well, thanks for sharing. I'm so curious and, and to hear about. Yeah. Well, glad so that you're you're both feeling
1: better. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Next up on our follow up, still on follow up. Okay. Is uh, if you remember last episode, I don't know how this came up. I don't know if you remember, but we were talking about which actor would play us in. Layout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember?
0: I don't remember why. I remember that we brought that up, but I don't remember what triggered that conversation. By the way, what would be layout the movie? What would it look like? It was just us like standing in a room looking at trash cans and thinking, like, what would go well in this space? Anyway, like three hours of us just staring into the wall, <laughs> right? Thinking about walnut. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: But anyway, so we we're sort of talking about that and then we said hold up hold up hold up we're not gonna say we're not gonna reveal who would play us in the movie uh and then our listeners should tell us which actors they think would play us no
0: wait wait wait. i don't think that's entirely accurate i think what we said was that we get like people say that we look like certain actors oh that's right Yes. not necessarily like this is not a choice right, <laughs> right. none of us is choosing the actor
1: <laughs> that's right that's right
0: <laughs> we're simply
1: communicating what other people have yep. you know brought up yeah that is perfect context to add to yes this. cool so we've had uh, victor friend of the show victor uh write in and he said for you should be jake Gyllenhaal. love him mainly for the beard and great hair similarities and I can see it. Thank you. I can totally see it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would make sense. Sure. I mean. Hair and
0: beard. I mean, I love him.
1: You, you give him your tattoos and then, you know, impossible to tell the two of you apart.
0: Yeah. Im- impossible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that's a great recommendation. I don't even know who I would suggest for you. So yeah, I'll just go with plus one on Jake Hall <laughs> I love this. Uh, I love Jake.
0: So I'm honored to be played by Jake.
1: And then for me, the recommendation was Hassan Minhaj, uh, which I really love. Actually, would not have thought, but uh, same reasons as above, and I feel like he would really get your sense of humor. Yeah, so yeah,
0: this was a surprising. Uh, Hassan Minhaj was a surprising pick. Like I would never think of him to play you, but once you pointed it out, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that, that is clever. That is a nice cast. I mean, it's like you know obvious differences. Uh, skin tone being one like you know <laughs> but like but hair and like physicality i feel like uh, it's a good match
1: i still need to go to the gym a bit more <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, I don't know about that but yeah uh he's great i'm a huge fan yeah. so also
0: fashion sense he's a fashionable
1: dude yeah so a really great pick i've never uh, got that one before but uh yeah great one i would not complain at all if he was the one playing me and lay out the movie that would be great (laughs) lay
0: out the movie (laughs) i still want to see this
1: all right so now let's reveal okay who people say that should play us in our life movie so why don't you start okay
0: boring answer i think but it's the recurring person that people say that I look like Robert Pattinson. That's the one I get all the time. What? I, yep. I don't. I don't know. I don't make the rules. That's what I get all the time.
1: <laughs> What's the movie? From Twilight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or from Batman. He's a new Batman. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, especially yeah, during the Twilight
1: era i was getting
0: that more often also because i didn't have a beard back then
1: yeah i think if you shave so anyway that that's it what about you so the one that people always say for me is andrew garfield <laughs> what <laughs> i don't necessarily particularly like but i can kind of see it love andrew garfield <laughs> but i don't think you look
0: like andrew Garfield. great thanks where is this coming from maybe it's the glasses that like threw me off completely i, I wouldn't
1: even think <laughs> maybe I don't know. Okay. no, Now I have to look at Yeah. I also don't really see it, but I kind of feel like that's also part of the thing is that like when people tell you, you look like someone, you, you never see it. <laughs> like, no.
0: You know what I think it is? What? It's the nose and mouth. Hmm. Kind of do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There it is. Uh, Lay out the movie it premieres uh, March, 2028 in a theater in, on Disney plus <laughs> it's exclusive to Disney plus. There you go. Get tickets now.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. Have you been watching the Boba Fett show?
0: Yes. (laughs) What do you think? Okay. This show. I love the Mandalorian, right? Mm -hmm. Even though the Mandalorian was like a slow burn. It was like, yeah. I felt like I wanted to just skip, 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 but still watch it, right? (laughs) I want to watch it, but just like fast forward, like Mm -hmm. a 2X or something. This show. Also the same pacing problem. Not a problem. I I know it's an intentional thing, but it was very slow. But it didn't capture me at all. I could not care less about this character. Like, I like Boba Fett, but now when he takes off his helmet and, (laughs) like, this old man talking, I don't care about that.
1: Boba Fett tries to establish himself as the government of (laughs) society. Yeah,
0: here we go. The Trade Federation again. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Politics, great. And I was, like, bored. And then I think it was episode three. I almost rage quit. I was ready to <laughs> stop watching. It was the episode. You want to get, try to guess which episode?
1: Oh, the well, I mean the one before uh, Mandalorian. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, actually, I'm not sure if it was the right one before. It was the one with with the scooter. Okay. Yes. Oh my goodness! I'm so glad you said this. I was like, "What the hell is this?
0: What what is happening? I'm like, what is happening?
1: I really like hope, please." Release a three-hour series on Disney Plus, okay, on why they made this decision. <laughs> nothing else. I want to know nothing else about this <laughs> Boafet show. I just want a three- hour deep dive on who the hell came up with <laughs> these scooters. Like look at everything, everything on this planet. Every fucking thing is so dirty and grimy and there's sand everywhere and there's corrosion and there's <laughs> how the hell these scooters come out of nowhere? There's these colorful, bright, shiny scooters from like underground gangster group (laughs) like biker group
0: like Like, teenagers youths it's the youths
1: this makes no fucking sense and the
0: chase itself was like you know the scene from back to the future with the skateboard and the the guys in the in the truck it's like that but eight times longer (laughs) and 10 times more boring like it's just bad but it's that campy and that you know and yeah the bright saturated red and blue scooters in tatooine like come on and then it was on that same episode now i it's been too long i forget the line but something along the lines of like boba fett you know ex bounty hunter or whatever you just ask someone something and they were like oh no and then it was like oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to say it like that or or something like so out of character they're like anyway that show almost made me quit that episode always made me quit the show yeah and then mando was back (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's like oh thank
0: god thank god also just made me realize like how good it was
1: oh same it was like the the first 10 minutes i was like oh my goodness star wars shows can be good again (laughs) it was like it both made me so happy and so sad at the same time because it's like great finally a decent episode in this like stupid show that i've been like wasting my time watching but like somehow every week i still like i'm fine i guess you know (laughs) i guess i'll watch the show so they can but it's like mandalorian again yeah it's like they literally made a second show about basically the same (laughs) character again and they're like you know what? We kind of like to do the show with the first one better. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the hell is this?
0: And like, oh, characters (sighs) that we care about and like have some depth to it. And like, yeah. And something Pascal, the guy who plays the Mando is like, he can like, act so much more with a freaking helmet on. than this, unfortunately this other guy, which is you know fine. I, I wish him the best and all, but like, it's just cause it was the guy from the prequels. Like it was the actor. And, and that's nice. I like that. They somehow managed to bring him back, but like that actor cannot carry this show. And like, i'm gonna probably gonna spoil things if you're listening to, but like and then the whole grogu and then luke yeah he's looking so good <laughs> so
1: in, good in such a short amount of time i was like holy shit it was like not great like the last time it was not great yeah and this time I was like seriously wow like going from we had like there was tarkin then leia yeah yeah then luke same movie yeah. And then this one was like, holy holy shit, like wow. Make him a regular character. Make an entire series yeah. about Luke at this point. Yeah. I'm like, sure, I'll take it.
0: And I really was not expecting to see Grogu back.
1: Anything other than a stupid, like armor wearing character who doesn't talk.
0: Yeah. It was such a nice surprise to see Grogu back and then to see Ahsoka back, uh I think yeah. that's her name. It's like, this is okay, okay, yes, I finally care about the characters right. again. And it completely destroyed me. That last bit, when Luke makes Grogu choose between the armor
1: I know. and the
0: lightsaber,
1: the Yoda's lightsaber. How can you compete against a lightsaber? That's so unfair. <laughs>
0: Especially a baby. Like, one is shiny, and there's a vroom-vroom noise, and, you know. <laughs> there's a reason why you, like, dangle keys in front of babies.
1: I feel like the... Jedi are evil, man. Seriously, they're messed (laughs) up. So evil. Messed up. So messed up. Uh, Which is kind of interesting. But now I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, and it's all right. I was like, "Mm, okay, like, I would love a series to, like, go down. Let's explore the ways that the Jedi way is, like, bad and problematic.
0: (laughs) That's what The Last Jedi was trying to do. And then the fan base turned on it.
1: No, no, no. This was a bad movie and we have not a, we talked about it for what it was. It was just like what the fuck was that?
0: The Last Jedi?
1: Yeah, The Last Jedi. Yeah, very bad.
0: Ryan very Johnson's one? The yeah, very me- bad. It's my favorite of the of well, the neutral. Okay, we're not going to go into favorite. that. That's another Anyways, no one. I don't know. I don't I don't even Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going to I I can talk about this if you want, but let's not cuz it's been
1: Four hours. (laughs) Okay, maybe this is a topic for another show. Subscribe to our Patreon if you want to hear the (laughs) three-hour conversation. Oh, my God. I would. Anyways, setting that aside. Yeah, so I think that'd be interesting. Like, this episode also, I feel like every time I see these things, I'm, like, happy but also sad. Like, this was another element where it's like, hey, I'm happy. Like, finally, we get some actual storyline that uh, we care about. My worry is we... Sure as hell, like, keep going back to that Baby Yoda well, like, every time with this character. Like, I kind of want them to make a decision. Is this going to be the Baby Yoda show? Or is this not going to be the Baby Yoda show? Well,
0: this one definitely isn't. But, you know, let's have more toys. No,
1: no, no. But I mean the Mandalorian, uh, right? Like, we're getting ready for the season three of the Mandalorian. Like, it seems like last season they were setting us up for, like, you know what? Like, we're not going to have this baby forever. Like, get ready for, for no baby. And then the first time that we see Mandalorian again, it's like, hey, like, time to go see the baby. <laughs> I want to see the baby. <laughs> like, it's like, It works. Every time you show that Baby Yoda on screen, it totally works. And they know that. Baby Yoda is the cutest and the coolest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know if Mandalorian stands on its own without Baby Yoda. I'm not sure. I think it has. So maybe
0: Baby Yoda is going to pick the armor and is going to (laughs) go on adventures with Mando again. Can you imagine? But now he can jump.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And flip. But it's like, I'm like, I want to leave all of these behind. And I'm like, you know what? Just make a show with Luke and Baby Yoda. That's all I care about. That's all Mm, I want to see. Nah, I
0: want Mando. I want Mando. That is all I want to see. I don't want to see Luke.
1: It's just Baby Yoda. I love Luke. I want to see Luke. Luke is fine. They did a good job. It looks looks right. I'm done with him. Hey, Mark Hamill, all the millions of dollars that he deserves. Just get him. (laughs) Like, I don't care.
0: And the poor guy who's actually playing him <laughs> yeah the
1: poor faceless. <laughs> but getting
0: his face erased
1: <laughs> the poor faceless actor i was like no poor guy but yeah like i don't know it's just i still kind of question what's going on in this world like they, they're they just i feel like they i mean how many episodes are left i think there's you know? two more episodes something like that it's like i feel like dave filoni gets it but there's like a something that's missing for me like i I feel like the first set of Star Wars, like there's I feel like for all of its flaws, there's the this sense of fun and it's funny. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously in a way where I feel like this takes itself so seriously. There's only one more left. Oh, right. one
0: more. One, one thing that I also really liked that they've done in this in this last episode that I've been missing. I just realized that I've been missing from all of these Star Wars shows, all these Mandalorians and stuff, is one compelling, interesting villain. Mm, yeah, we haven't had that. And with this last cowboy guy, it was cool. It was scary. Those red eyes and stuff. Yeah, it was a bit silly, you know, because like a puppet or whatever.
1: I find him too western in the styling. Like I know he's from some kind of it's the hat other thing, but like he's they, like Star Wars is kind of a western, uh, right. but with some like design elements that make it more, I don't know, that's sort of like sci-fi. He's like dialed to turn too far towards like the western, in my opinion and like not...
0: But then he's an alien. You know, that's the sci-fi element that you need. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, but there's just like a a styling element that's not working for me. It's just too on the Like doesn't he has have like the bullet belt or something? I forget what's the name, but there was something that was like <laughs> The
0: bullet belt. <laughs>
1: But yeah, like so maybe that's the villain, that we can finally have some kind of villain that matters in this. Yeah, because
0: f- if anything, it's going to be a villain for a Mando show, not a Boba Fett, because, you know, he killed people that Mando cared about, not Boba.
1: Yeah. You know? But don't we have, what's that guy that had the dark saber? He's not dead.
0: Uh, isn't he? I don't remember. The the guy from uh, Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I think he died. No? Did he? I, don't, I don't know.
1: He lost the saber, but I think he escaped. I don't know. I actually don't
0: know. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, like, Amando Show could go.
1: I feel like I'm missing a compelling villain and I'm missing a compelling main character, <laughs> to be honest. Like, it's very hard. Like, Mandalorian is one thing. I was like, oh, like, that's an interesting, like, thing. Like, the guy basically doesn't talk and we don't see him. Now, to be honest, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, I want someone who talks, who's like uh, charming interesting funny charismatic
0: i'd be okay with mando for another season mando carries a show man he's charismatic
1: with or without a helmet he's okay i think like but he needs that's the problem he he needs baby yoda baby yoda is doing so much of this Yeah, yeah you'll get baby yoda
0: He'll, he'll get baby you'll we still have never seen a mando episode without baby yoda that is true it doesn't work they didn't even try it so
1: well unless wasn't there one episode <laughs> where he was like uh you know the woman was babysitting baby yoda oh yeah maybe <laughs> it was like hey we'll drop off her baby <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh also can we talk about that naboo starfighter so cool
1: yeah very cool god i've
0: been loving these
1: those scenes with the new ship yeah, I actually love that woman. Yeah. Actually probably the most compelling character. Yeah. Where <laughs> it's like, great. She's like talking about, you know, the uh, her fun times with the, um, the Jawas.
0: I found my reactions at the time as I was watching the thing.
1: Oh, you filmed your reactions?
0: I didn't film, but I texted audio messages to a friend. <laughs> so I'm going to play
1: one. How am I not on this group chat? So I just finished watching
0: the last episode <laughs> oh my god this is so bad that chase scene it, it was horrible it's like back to the future but done poorly but with the same visual effects and same budget probably and I can't with the colorful Vespas <laughs> in Star Wars oh, what? and I can't with like this is Boba Fett the bad, bad guy like bounty hunter and he's like keep an eye on him but then the guy has a robot eye he's so like oh i'm sorry
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah yeah
0: boba fett wouldn't be like oh i'm sorry did i hurt your feelings because i mentioned the eyes what is so off character so weird yeah, that's right that's what he said